this is your announcer Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Rob just got back from NAM and is sick as a dog. Apparently everyone at NAM gets sick. They call it NAM Prax. Poor Alex Skolnick, of course he gets sick as soon as Obamacare gets repealed. Rest in peace. And now, here's the Metal Injection Livecast. Alex Skolnick is alive and well. He's fine. Uh, He's definitely got health insurance. Are you saying that was fake news? Fake news, Bland. (laughs) Fake news. Period. Rob, welcome back from Nambla. Yeah. No, I wasn't at Nambla. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's next week. (laughs) There's no scheduling conflict, correct? Uh, but yeah, no, I, I just got back from Nam at Anaheim. It's the it. National Association of Music Merchants. Wow. It was, it was like a, it was a business trip. You know, it's not. There was some fun to be had. I can't say there wasn't fun. There, there were definitely were some parties. Selfies uh, with you yeah. and in, a in a hot tub, hot tub yeah. it's business trip. Oh, that's well. Look, hey, when you stay at the luxurious Castle Inn and Suites, which is a motel in shape designed like a castle. Do you just like going to places with the with the castle in their name, like Spa Castle? <laughs> sure, I, I feel like I am undeclared royalty, so yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> by the way, it's the Metal Injection Livecast. Oh, by the way, just by the way, just, I don't know if if you're just tuning in. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, so are we. Just if you somehow yeah. started the show 55 seconds no. in or whatever. <laughs> uh, this Sometimes is on my that, phone, I can't get the slider to go all the way to the left, so I'll just start in like at 20, 20 seconds on a video because of my phone case. Well, if that's you. <laughs> well, someone else now. might have the same problem. Right. That's what I'm saying. Oh, this that. is the Metal Injection Livecast. I'm Rob. That was Darren, who has the phone problems. Hi. Also, we have Noah. Rob likes castles. And Sid. Hello. And joining us today is Christina, Noah's hey. roommate. Hey, welcome oh, from the thank you. Jay Thomas show. Can uh-huh. I say that? Seriously, that... you said it right. Yeah. <laughs> am I pronouncing can that I, correct? Can I say <laughs> Yes, physically, you can I, say it. physically you able to say it. Well, it's can, been a rough and week. You did. Uh, it was it's been a rough week. <laughs> yeah, right. How metal am I? Mm-hmm. I'll Christina tell you how metal I am. Go ahead. I got a tetanus shot upon arriving Ooh. into the United States of America yeah. the other day. That's so pretty I metal. Just, yeah, I wanted to share my metalness with uh, you. It gets a little bit more metal than that, Christina. I some stitches involved. Ate my, an escalator ate my toe. Oh, what? Yeah, like, at the bottom of it, and I'm very lucky to still have my toe. Oh, how, I have five what? stitches underneath my toe. Which toe? This, the, the third one. Third. My third little piggy. Look at this uh, boot they gave me. Well, like, Hospital, where I was born, uh, by the way. They uh, took me right me too. in. Yeah. And they were like, oh, welcome home. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you guys, it's rough goings. But I just, Gosh. I felt really metal, and so I wanted to. Oh, that's your stitches <laughs> popping. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> that would have been so weird if you had mis- a missing middle toe. I know. That would have almost been like your foot was giving the metal, metal horns. Metal horns, yeah, That's exactly. the most metal part. Yeah, it's fucked up, you guys. Anyway, so yeah. Is there a lawsuit pending? No, but the cop there was like, here's the case number in case you want to sue the what, the Port staircase? <laughs> no, and then and then my friend works for this company that installs these and okay. he's like, "Oh, people sue us all the time." And I'm so now I'm, you know, my Definitely. wheels are spinning. But who's got money to sue people? That's You the don't thing. most of these lawyers, they don't, they don't you, you go, don't get anything know, unless you win the case. Just wait for a commercial break. Bono on, for 5 stitches on a 
baby toe. I, I really mm, don't feel like you I get have so, it. You'll get something. I don't it might know. not be a billion dollars, but you get a few grand. If you watch Maury, you just wait for the ad. Yeah. And there's a million of those. Jacoby and Myers, are they still a thing? They'll hook you up. Whites. Whites and Luxembourg. You're a white. They'll help you. <laughs> That's how that works. Right? Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I am a tan. I well, am not fair. necessarily a white anymore. <laughs> it's good to see you guys, though. Yeah, you too. Yeah, good to yeah. see you too, alive and Alive well. and all I'm my toes. I'm barely alive. But uh, I have a fun name story. Okay. okay. We'll uh, be the so, judges. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> you lost the toe in an escalator. You just didn't want to one-up no, he Christina. No, fa- he found it. I actually <laughs> found it, which is weird, because I was in Anaheim. <laughs> that was weird. It kept spinning and spinning. It yeah. went through the toe vortex and wound up on the West Coast. Uh, well, the most interesting thing about Nam is seeing musicians... Mm-hmm working the floor as reps for some of these companies. So if you, you're not familiar with NAM is, it's a convention for, you know, musical instruments and gear companies kind of show off their gear. It's a very business oriented con type. Of, it's like Comic Con, but for music nerds without the cosplay and just <laughs> booths and booths of gear porn. Right. If 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 uh, Comic Con wasn't any fun at all. It's a private event. What it, its actual purpose is, is buyers from all over the world, buyers of gear, like guitar stores or, or music instrumentation stores or websites, come and they see the gear and they decide how much they want to order for the year. That's what, what the underlying purpose of it is. Then it suddenly there's a part, there's this party aspect to it and there's signings and stuff to kind of, everyone's trying to whip their dick out and be like, oh, we have the biggest dick here. This is how fancy What does that have to do with instruments? I don't understand. Hot tub. I think you went to the wrong convention, Rob. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought you were talking about war at first. I was like, you went to Nam? What? Uh, well, there's probably a few vets there. <sighs> Lost my toe back in Nam. <sighs> yeah. Really, the only difference between Comic-Con and Nam is... Uh, is like more V-necks. There's more V-necks. And, and ponytails. But not sure. that many. Yeah. Not that many more. Uh, a little more. So more dudes in V-necks. So uh, a lot of, not a lot, a good amount of musicians uh-huh. also work as reps for these companies. So, sometimes, sometimes they work as A&R guys to recruit people, you know, okay. to be endorsed. And they definitely work more than eight hours a day. Right? Uh, it's 10 does, to, no, it is a, it it's an eight hour. Oh. It's just schmoozing. That's yeah, but then work. they gotta go play at night and stuff. But that's their they're passion. Overworked. That's the love of their life. That they don't. It doesn't I'm feel like to work to them. I'm trying to make a point that they're overworked. They're not though. <laughs> who who are you to to? Who to are judge? you? I am the common man. Donald Trump said America is for me now. I am the common worker. Trump's America. <laughs> yeah. This damn elitist in the, in the arts. <laughs> <laughs> so he ain't working. You miserable, mediocre, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the. The oddest one was going to the Dean Guitars booth and seeing David Vincent, mm-hmm. formerly of Morbid Angel, presently of I Am Morbid. Was he spinning any tunes, uh, DJing? No, he, new electronic no he is an, like I said, he is an A&R rep for wow. Dean Guitars. So he's, it's David Vincent, but he has a black button down and black pants, cowboy boots, because he's a cowboy, and a vest. So he's like pretty, he, he's David Vincent formal wear. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> That's weird. That like, do, do the companies make them do that? Like, they can't just dress as them. Isn't the whole appeal that that's the guy from that band that looks like a certain way? No, it has. No, because it doesn't really, like, the point of it is not to, he's not there to be like, I'm David Vincent from Orbit Angel. Mm-hmm. He's David Vincent from Dean Guitars. 
But the only reason he's David Vincent from Dean Guitars is because he's David Vincent from Morbid Angel. <laughs> That's why he got the job. Sure, yeah. but he's not there to be on, on, quote unquote. He's there to interact with... Uh, musicians who are who are clients of the He's company. He's there to sell guitars. And yeah, and recruit. So I heard he was going to unveil his new Slow Jams uh, career. Did you hear about this? <laughs> well, He's going to be called Morbid D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is doing country music now. We can queue oh, up a little God. we can queue up a little bit of that. Oh my god. Uh, the but so the funniest thing is we had a meeting with Dean. And so the the rep who was, who was a really nice guy uh, took us back to the offices behind the showroom. And so he opens the door, and the first image I see is on a couch, David Vincent sitting there with uh, a laptop in his lap, <laughs> looking so professional. And I don't know why, but just the glow of the laptop on David Vincent's face is the funniest thing ever to me. Just like seeing him in that kind of uh, business-esque, inv- I'm like, this is David it's an morbid angel. Right. I mean, he was on like Brazzers.com though. So <laughs> still, not really professional. No way. He was reading metal injections <laughs> ah, and commenting. <laughs> He's calling Rob a lip cunt. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so it's funny though because uh, when we interviewed David Vincent here on the Metal Injection live cast, uh, we joked that well, how come he would never tour with... Uh, Wu-Tang Clan. No, that wasn't what the joke was. What, what was the... We, it was... Uh, Wu-Tang was doing some kind of like anniversary tour of some album. We were like, your, the, an anniversary of one of your albums is coming up. Would you do the same thing? And he was just like, I don't know anything about the Wu-Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. He was just very I'm defensive serious. that we even brought that up. Right. So <laughs> then we somehow in that room got in a conversation about South by Southwest and David Vincent lives in Austin. So he's like... Oh, you gotta go. It's, <laughs> it's the greatest. It's the greatest. It's 10 days and it's all just music and it's so good. And there's every type of music you want, not just metal. There's rock, country, pop, hip hop, unfortunately. Oh, really God. said that? <laughs> exactly. Is this oh, like boy. confidential stuff that you're not supposed to be talking about? He didn't sign what? any agreements. All right, fair enough. Well, just I don't want that you to part. Get in trouble. No, just that. That was it. What's he gonna do? Look at how much I've grown. I used to love when you got in trouble. Now I'm looking out for you. Wow. Look at that. He's gonna challenge you to fight like some other people. Yeah. We'll, we'll get. To, oh, we'll get to that. Uh, let's take a call. Five six two. You're on the Metal Injection live cast. Hey Rob. Sorry, I wasn't able to make it in the nap. It's all right. I guess this is El Duderino. I guess. <laughs> Oh, I guess it's just me. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, that was horrible. But, yeah, my friend who was supposed to bring the visitors pass and do interviews there, he got clogged up on the highway. It got completely flooded. There's so much damn rain here. Well, you know, I can't judge anybody for clogging up anything. So, yeah, Rob uh, clogged up Sweden. That's A-OK. The king of clogging. <laughs> He's the calm uh, of clogging. Yeah, tried and going flogging. over to the seals after that to see if you were hanging out there, if you were going to get ribs for lunch there. Or not. What, I, what is Lucille's? I, I didn't I understand that reference. Or not. You never heard of Lucille's? That, that is why I asked. What is Lucille's? Oh, it's a really huge barbecue restaurant chain. Um, it's I think it's originally Louisiana-based, but it just got amazing brisket, rib, mm. basically every kind of smoked meat you could possibly uh, want. It's we were always confirming this. Best uh, chain I'm 
<laughs> oh, I should have won. No, I, I had you, I, I, I had like a bunch of Mexican and and then some some like sushi and IHOP. Well, what that hotel room smell like? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Jesus, don't ask. Did you you put a? Did I see a picture of your hotel? And it was like, or, or am I imagining? Yeah, yeah with you and, and, and um, yeah, in the room. You yeah, mean? no, no, no. The outside of it, it looked oh. like a painted like castle. It looked like uh, the Excalibur yeah. almost. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's totally, it totally kind of looks like that. But it, so yeah, and there was a hot tub. And after walking for eight hours straight, guess what? Going in a hot tub feels amazing. Uh, <laughs> Who was the third yes. guy in that photo? It was Max you? Frank. He uh, writes for Gear Gods. Okay. Who was the and he guy? struck a pose. Yeah, that I was like. What he owned that That's photo. Just, we dude, just happened to be in. in? No, no, no. We know that. Were all um, your were all your IHOP farts making the bubbles uh, in the hot tub? Uh, there were no IHOP farts in the hot tub. I only went to IHOP <laughs> once because it was just so gross, and I'm like, we need to just wake up a little earlier and drive a little out and get like legitimate <laughs> breakfast. Any, we cannot uh, have IHOP anymore. Any uh, uh, processed chaladiets float to the top? Oh. <laughs> I did not have a chance at chaladiets. <laughs> I did have amazing Thai food. It's the same just, Thai place. I go. Oh, I had the, the hot tubs. If you just clean out the hot tub strainer, it's just like Holodiets. I mean, oh, that's a good all point. the fucking dead skin and shit. Uh, rather eat that. I did go to that Thai rest, Thai Nacorn. If you're ever in L.A., you have to go to this Thai place. It's a, it's about an hour outside of L.A. But Very it's delicious. worth it. It's so it's the the best Thai I've ever had. And so they had this raw shrimp salad. I posted this photo on my Instagram. Sounds healthy. Noah's already puking. Sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's essentially kind of like a raw shrimp ceviche. It's just mm. cooked in the limes. And then intense peppers on, on the, like uh, dried flakes of pepper. Uh-huh. So spicy. Vein so or no good. vein? In no, the I'm, shrimp? I've got, yeah. They got to assume no vein. Uh, there, place. there was a, one of them did have a oh. uh, did have a little Ew. little poop vein. They scooped a duty flex out though. <laughs> no, I was just saying. That's, oh, that's what, Noah, that's what Noah's. No, you said there yeah, was a poop gross. vein. I'm saying the actual poop. Yeah, that's the poop what, vein. But that's what, what it is? Who can like you're eating? What's the? Would you just eat it again? Tell yourself that it's plankton. It's no different. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm <laughs> fine with I'm fine with eating the shrimp poop. It's a okay. Uh, it's fine. Uh, I mean, uh, but also I would eat it again. Yes, man. I would eat it again, but it's the type of thing that you like. So, you know, there's eight of them. You can't really eat more than two. So what happened to the rest? Well, we, we all shared. We oh, all, okay. So, so it just you. Yeah, it wasn't just me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the rest of it was. Did you uh, bring it uh, home like you, how you brought the lobster home that one time? That was Noah that brought it I brought the me. lobster <laughs> home for Rob from the yeah. Yankees. The ones, the ones you didn't eat, did you just put them in the hot tub like to set them free? <laughs> Since they're raw, they probably still could swim off. Oh, well, the heads were chopped idea. off. Oh, it was it. like cleaned and everything. It was that's, just not cooked, not cooked shame. traditionally. It was not just cooked. In the, it was very fresh. Fresh, yeah, very fresh. For all the hot peppers, you can't tell what's going on underneath. No, that. you could that's smell the fishy. It. it didn't smell fishy. Oh, ew! <laughs> sounds good. terrible. It was good, but I. Oh, and so the day of my flight, we decided. Uh, someone suggested Mexican. And so the flight was really delayed, and it was, so I didn't get in until two in the morning. And we had this uh, lunch at like two, and then so the flight was going to land at, at like two a.m. actually, and then so it's uh, twelve thirty a.m. on the flight, and I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to have to take a shit when I get home. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I have an hour and a half to kill. Why don't I just 
take a shit on the plane. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. You're not supposed to poop you're on not the plane. You're supposed to do that. If you got it, you got it. I don't understand. What do you mean you're not supposed Where is this rule? It's common decency that you don't shit on a plane unless it's an absolute emergency. Right. If you have an option, you don't do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. it became yeah. an emergency. It's not you like. No, you made it no. You mentally an emergency. You, fr- you started thinking about it, and then all of a sudden your asshole started dialing. Well, I know how this goes. <laughs> hey, guess what? Hey, Christina. Hi. <laughs> it sounds like you framed it as an option. I could have held it in. But, but the well, fact, who should have that? No. Yeah. But the fact that he was considering <laughs> it already an hour and a, with an hour and a half left to the flight means he was going to have to go yeah. before. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I wouldn't anyway. have been able to hold it in an hour and a half. And I'll tell you why. Uh, because as soon as the plane landed, it was like, okay, now I have to, like, I have an aftershock right. that I absolutely second shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like fourth but, dinner. So, and Bruno also does. I was being very considerate because as soon as my first plop hits, ah, I flushed. could smell it. And I got up and I flushed. Cause I was like, all right, I, <laughs> there's no, uh. <laughs> there's no need for this to permeate. And so when I walked out, I was like, oh, I really hope there's nobody waiting. That's such a walk of shame. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Did, was there? And it was there was no one waiting. But Thank so God. this was in Frank. the middle. This was in the middle of the plane. This uh, this uh, toilet. So I'm walking back to my seat and I just see someone two, two or three aisles behind just shaking his head. No. Shaking his head. No one. And I'm like, oh, man, does, does he smell it all the way? Yes. Over here? Yes, he does. <laughs> That's why you don't shit on you a plane. You couldn't even go to the back of the plane. You did it in the middle of the plane. <laughs> Good God, no shame. Yeah, you're only supposed to affect one or two people. Yeah, not, not the entire. Place. Can I finish my story? He was just headbanging, oh, though. No. He was just headbanging. He uh, was not false alarm. <laughs> was it David Vincent? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rob. <sighs> but uh, last week, though, I got a, a a nice shipment of meals of food mm. from the fine folks at Blue Apron. And I am such a big fan of Me this too. service. You posted a picture of what you I, po- I couldn't believe it. Look, we turned into chefs yeah, last week. I am not a cook by any stretch of the imagination, but Blue Apron makes me feel like at least a three-star chef. Yeah, I, mean, I would even say a four-star chef. You can follow directions. You can make yeah. Blue Apron. There's pictures. It's so simple. And not only that, they, they ship you really, really fresh ingredients. And they ship you basically everything you need with the exception of salt, pepper, and olive oil. That's the only things you need to have in your house. Yep. Everything else they give you. and Perfectly portioned out. Portioned out, give you exactly the amount you need. And I have to say, at first I was a little bit skeptical when I looked. Uh, like, for example, I had catfish with um, lentils and I looked at the lentils and I'm like this this is not enough for two people and it was such a big portion yeah. that I couldn't even finish it mm-hmm. yeah. it was so delicious yeah I will also say that the hour that I spend helping my wife prepare and cook and then eating was the least angry she's been with me <laughs> If for any given hour yes. since since we've been married. So Blue Amy, Apron will help your relationship yes. too. Amy, oh my um, God. because we hung out on the weekend, she was very excited to have you yeah. do stuff in the kitchen. I mean, I just her. did like chopping and <laughs> stirring Aww. and that's stuff. More, that's more than you've done in I didn't, years. I didn't cut off any fingers. I mean, the <laughs> chopping took probably eight times as long as it would have if she got had all, done it. Got but, all your toes? 
Yes, okay. thankfully I, I had my Crocs Lucky on. You. My house Crocs. What? You got? Oh, we got to say that till yeah. after. We well, all the beef is raised humanely. The chickens are free range. Or the pork is raised naturally. All the seafood is very freeish. Oh, so good. Sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. This is great food, and it's very, very affordable. And some of the meals that you'll be able to get this month include spicy shrimp and Korean rice cakes, little pork chops with garlic piccada, <laughs> and uh, uh, mushrooms and chipotle pepper for the vegetarians. Uh, mushroom and chipotle enchilada for the vegetarians. With lime sour cream. Mm. See, they put like these little twists, these culinary twists on the meal mm. that are yeah. so delicious. If you go to blueapron.com slash livecast, you can check out this week's menu and you get your first three meals for two people absolutely free with free shipping. Whoa. You, I'm telling you, you're going to love it. It tastes great. It's fun to do. And blueapron.com slash livecast for your three free meals. Blue Apron. It's a better way to cook. Yeah. All right. We have a special guest. I realize we didn't even mention this. Uh, Deuterino's still... I, I didn't put him on hold. I'll put you on hold, Deuterino. Hey, Deuterino's not the special guest? Uh. He might be special. Oh. But he's not a guest. I mean, at this point, he's a part of the show. It's That's true. what Rob means. That's right. We actually have Buzz Osborne, famous for... His band, The Melvins. Oh, no big deal. And uh, he, we're going to be talking to him about, about his new band, Crystal Fairy. Which Sid would joke sometimes was somebody's nickname in high school. <laughs> well, I've never used that joke on that specific band name. A little too respectful to our guest, but sure. You can do, go ahead and do that. <laughs> but sure, toss me right under the bus. Yeah, no, I, I support it. Whoa, this is a fart phone. <laughs> you don't have to make a literal buzz there. Hello? Hey, Buzz. Hello? Hey, Buzz. Yes. This is Rob from the Metal Injection Livecast. Hi, how are you? Uh, very good. Uh, do, you, <laughs> do you have a moment for this interview that we have scheduled? <laughs> You bet. All right, awesome. Uh, well, we're on the air. Uh, we wanted to talk about a little bit about your new project, Crystal Fairy. I've heard the oh yeah yeah. I've heard the the two singles, and they sound really awesome. And, and, and you got you, you got Dale, and you got Omar, formerly of the Mars Volta, and you have a fantastic singer, Terry Genderbender from Les Butcherettes. And so how did you guys, uh, how did that start? How, who had the idea to do this? Well, the Melvins have toured with uh, Le Butcherette mm-hmm. a couple of times. And um, we decided that, you know, we were big fans. I mean, we really liked Terry a great deal. And I uh, thought she was a dynamic performer. And uh, so what we did was uh, we said, we should start doing a song with her. And so I um, asked her, and the Melvin set, the end of the Melvin set. And they ask her, what song do you, would you want to do? You know, would you want to do one of our songs? Would you want to do, uh, you know, a cover song? And so she said, I want to do this um, Bikini Kill song. And so, okay, wasn't too hard to learn. We learned it in the sound check and then started playing it with her. And then as time went on, it just became more and more obvious to me that we should do some music with her. And um, Omar was on the tour and hung out with him. 
uh, a bunch of times, and uh, it just I just thought, well, maybe we should just ask both of them, me and Dale, ask both of them to do it. So, and they said, yeah, they were really interested. And the funny thing is, is that they were kind of thinking the same thing. Oh, that's so awesome! Very strange. Which Bikini Kill song was it? Yeah, odd. Rebel Girl. Oh, nice. Okay, awesome. Are you a Bikini Kill yeah. fan? Was that new to you doing that cover, or were you like into it regardless? No, I mean, I, I knew, uh, especially Toby mm. from Bikini Kill, I knew her from, I don't know how old she would have been, 14 or something? Oh, my God. In uh, Olympia. And so we've known them for a long time, but, you know, I didn't, I'd seen them a few times. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I wasn't, you know, uh, uh, against it by any means or anything like that. She was, yeah. Terry was a huge fan, so, you know, I was fine to do it. No problem at all. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like you're always there's always a, a project cooking, uh, whether it's uh, oh, yeah. Melvin's album or, or or you guys are, are on tour, and now this, do you, are you unable not to do music? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I'm a musician by trade. You know? Yeah, and I uh, you just enjoy producing really like stuff. To, a quote that uh, Bob Dylan had uh, when in that uh, documentary, um, where he said, uh, "They said, why are you still touring at, the, at, your, at your age?" He says, "I'm just holding up my end of the bargain," <laughs> and I, I think that's it. You know? That's really no better answer than that. I continue to hold up my end of the bargain. Would you, if it, if you, if there was no bargain, would you rather not tour, or, or do you still enjoy it? Well, I mean, that doesn't even uh, come up to, I mean, you know, I don't really think about it that way, you know, mm-hmm. I just feel like uh, I'm not in a position, I've never been in a position where I didn't have to work, and since I do have to work, then I'm going to work. That's it. I don't know what it would be like to be in a position where I didn't have to, didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. That's an alien concept to me. I've never been in that position. So, but, you know, but- I don't know. But I feel also, like, you know, since I can do it, I might as well do it, and I will do it. And there's also something that goes along with playing music live and the the chemistry and the, like, interactions and stuff that, that go on on stage. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get that. You certainly don't get that recording. That's for sure. You yeah. Know, it's a completely different thing. I mean, I don't view them the same as at all. You know, I think it's a totally different kind of thing. You know, like touring and making or playing live and making records is there's nothing similar about it to me. Nothing. I view them completely separately, and I'm of the belief that when people see our band play, they don't imagine themselves as listening to a CD. You know? Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and of course, you know, and, and, that's that's it. People can know that, and if they're listening to a CD or listening to music in their car, I don't think that they're imagining that they're at a live show. So you know. So, yeah, no, of course. I think people can tell the difference. So. <laughs> it's it's easy you to know, spot. I if, approach if, it that way. If you're at all, yeah, and I, I've seen uh, Belvin's a, a bunch of times, and I can certainly say there's no two shows that felt the same. It always feels like a, a new and unique experience, uh, and not only because sometimes the lineups are different. It's just every show is a unique uh, uh, take. Yeah, even even when we're playing the same set, there's still something different about all of them. 
I think. I mean, I've always said that I view what we're doing as performance art more than anything else, you know? Yeah, and I, th- I think... I still believe that. I don't really buy into the whole, you know, we're just part of the grand rock and roll tradition. I mean, it's like, nah, I don't feel like we're part of anything like that. <laughs> you know, nothing. Does uh, playing live with different bands and different artists, does that kind of help you write even more music? Does that encourage the creative process for you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've written and recorded hundreds of songs. Um, so, uh, you know, you see some live stuff that, that, that can give you an inspiration or, or uh, see a band doing something that you find to be very inspirational. That's good. Or, you know, it could be anything, any wide number of other things. I don't, we're music, music fans first and foremost, you know, before anything else. So that that was stop that. I don't really think it works. That was going to be my. If I didn't want, if I just didn't want to do this, I wouldn't do it. (laughs) I'd find something else to do. My question was going to be: Do you still find yourself seeking out new music to listen to, or or or, uh, do you just kind of like music is your job and you need another distraction as a hobby? Uh, what was the last part? Oh, well, like so, for some musicians, I've noticed that they say that they don't listen to any music just because when they're not writing their own stuff, they'd rather not be distracted or, or have it, you know, uh, influence them in some way. They'd rather just do their own thing. So I was wondering if, if that's more like it or, or you're still an avid music fan, but I'm guessing it's that you're still an avid music fan. Yeah, sure. The problem is, is it's never, it's not any different, it's different, or no different now than it's ever been, which is there's very little new music I like. Um, but that's always been the case. So, you know, I mean, uh, uh, there was never a golden era for me where I liked everything. I was, I've always been really picky uh, for whatever reason. Um, uh, a lot of it didn't work for me. A lot of music doesn't work for me. So when I find something new, I'm really into it. I see. So, I find something that's really good, I... I can't I can't not listen to it. Is there anything currently? You know, that's I find the exact opposite experience is in that I, uh, um, when I listen to other music, I get inspired. You know, so just like I was saying, so right, right, right. You know, I can't imagine sitting around not listening to music. That's crazy. Or watching movies. That's a huge inspiration too. Yeah. What what uh, music or movies have you been uh, into lately that that have been uh, great great enough for you to obsess over? Musically, or I mean, movie movie wise, I like uh, I like this new movie, uh, um, Nocturnal Animal, a great deal. I thought that was really good. Interesting, you I know. know. Um, Inspiration wise, who knows? Sometimes you can hear a good soundtrack, and you you can really be into it. We're kind of a. Uh, um, I've always felt like our music was sounded like soundtrack music anyway, at least to some degree. Filmmakers don't think so, but we do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of soundtracks, of course, your work with Phantomas was kind of an ode to well, cinema. What was that? Your, your work with Phantomas was an ode to some cinema oh, yeah, classics. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I, I was personally curious. I'm a big fan of that band. Is there, have you talked to the other members about uh, possibly starting that up again? Is there any, any, any anything going on there? No, nothing's going on. Uh, it's Mike's deal. Um, I'm in if he wants to do it. Uh, but beyond that, I don't have any say or control over it. I didn't Understood. write any music or anything, so. Understood. Um, hey, hold on. Sure. You know, so so it's kind of it's kind of up to him. 
mm-hmm. his deal, you know. But uh, I'm in. I'm in if he wants to do it. That's cool. And so with Crystal Fairy, how long did you guys take uh, to write this new album that's the coming self-titled. out? Self-titled. Self-titled, February 24th on Ipecac. How long did it take to put all the songs together? Well, when we decided we wanted to do music and wanted to do some stuff, we said, well, Terry, me, me, Terry, and Dale, let's get together and uh, see what happens. And so uh, we... Uh, 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 got got went to our practice place, and I had a couple of ideas for things, and we started doing it. And like within the first twenty minutes to half an hour, we had the first song, which is uh, the song "Bent Teeth." That's the first thing we did together. Mm-hmm. And by the time me and Dale got done figuring out what the music was going to be, how it was going to all, she had the lyrics done. So we wrote and tracked that song uh, in the first day, and then. Um, tracked another song the song drugs in the bus all in the first day wrote and tracked them both as they are on the record wow vocal performance all of it well that must be really encouraging demos nothing what was that that must be really encouraging like for 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 every like all you guys to have that feeling like there's something there and then it kind of falls into place so easily that's that's awesome and you could definitely hear that on you know like on the record well, you know, at this point in all of our musical careers, we kind of know when something's done, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like, yeah, this is good. This is really great, you know. And you and you and we were capable of moving on from that point. You know, it's like, yes, this is good. Let's let's go. And it felt it felt really great, amazing. I have spent so much time writing most of the music myself, writing all the lyrics, writing all the music. That it was really quite refreshing to be working with someone like Terry who also had musical ideas and wrote all the lyrics so that was great that was really great you know? and with and Dale she's so talented it's just amazing you know she sounds great I mean all, yeah, her, all, all of you sound great and just like the, the sound is like very nostalgic you know to like 70s hard rock rock and roll and stuff and I mean not that I was alive back then but it's really cool to hear it reinterpreted in like modern times yeah, well, I kind of wanted to do something. I don't know how much you guys have listened to Little Butcherettes, but I kind of wanted to do something that was outside of her, which, you know, range a little bit, like what she, stuff she hadn't done. And uh, I thought kind of more of a rock type thing yeah. to some degree, but but I knew it would be weirder, weird enough for me to handle it. I mean, it's definitely not, you know, rock and roll 101 or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But she's not that kind of a person. She's uh, uh, going to add her crazy flair to it that's going to make it into something else. And I knew that would happen, and it could not have been better. I mean, it was just so easy and so quick, and we got results so so you know so quickly out of it that you know, by the end of the first day we had those two songs done, and working on a third one. So then the third day we then that was when we did uh, what else did we do? We did uh, Necklace of Divorce and maybe one more. So we had four songs I think within like the first two days of at all of playing together at all. You know, yeah, it, like it, with Necklace of Divorce, she had an idea for that musically, and then me and her kind of worked. I, I wrote part of it a little bit. We kind of adapted it together and arranged it, and just, there it was done. <laughs> it's really weird, you know. It's cool that it came um, together. We never so rehearsed, great. yeah, at all. You know, it's at the and it sounds great. It sounds like it's a, it's it's its own thing. I love how the guitars and her voice come together. Like she, her vocals are the perfect vocals for that music i feel it, it just comes together yeah. really well and uh you guys have some yeah. shows 
in in uh, California next month uh, is are there any plans uh, on expanded touring or or like is it the scheduling issue oh yeah oh you guys are doing touring no we're, we're definitely gonna do it I'm, I'm thinking as much time as i can into this thing we don't have any melvin's plans at the moment as a matter of fact we're finishing up a couple of things now melvin's wise to have done so um when the crystal fairy thing gets going more then we already have something ready to go for the melvin's so um oh, we're good. we're finishing that right now two different things right now so how do you finish, so. how do you keep your energy levels so high like that? <laughs> you sound very energetic. What's your secret? Well, I'm I'm uh, very much and I have been for a long time. Uh, I'm very much of the idea that you envision and you execute. Yeah, that's what you do. You don't sit around and wait. Um, I think that there's a point where you can flog something to death by overdoing it. I've done it myself where you flog the life out of it. You've over-rehearsed it. You've overthought it. And now whatever initial energy was there that was there is gone. You know, with Crystal Fairy, there was no time for that. This is it in its raw essence right right away, you know. So, you know, I mean, the songs, like, like the songs on the record were never rehearsed. We learned them and we recorded them. That's <laughs> <You know? laughs> exact opposite so cool. of what most bands do, you know. And so then there you have you have it a lot of times there you have the, like this fresh energy and it, it's totally obvious on there, you know. It works really great. And like I said, it was really weird. Me and Dale would be working on some music and turn around and Terry's like, "I'm ready to do the vocals." You know, she just got it right away. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. But, yeah, that's so great. I mean, like, you, yeah. you've been in the music industry for over like three decades and it's, I don't know, like yeah. for me personally, it's really cool to hear how excited you are because I feel like a lot of people kind of lose that excitement. You get cynical. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm very cynical, but I mean, I always was, you know? <laughs> that's yeah. true. That's true. Well, I mean, so- uh, uh, when I was a teenager, I was never not cynical. I always felt like, I, you know, I'm a, a, a classic pessimist when it comes to that, you know? Um uh, uh, um, well, I wanted to speak. You know, optimists will look at the world and say that it's you know they're 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 lucky that they're in. They can't imagine anything better. And the pessimists like me will will look at it and go, "That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't anything better." <laughs> you know, uh, uh, but I think that there's you know healthy pessimism is a really good idea, especially you know, in today's you real climate. Keeps you, you know, I have always operated like I was going to be out of business in six months. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like this was not going to work. <laughs> you know, it's not going to work. And then it keeps and, uh, that, and as long as I have that idea, then I think it's, it served me well. Well, that, I keep that, that, that focus. Perhaps that that's... You, you are not going to, it is not going to work. No one is going to care. You know, so you might as well just do what you think is good. And as long as you stick to that and, and it doesn't make any, then it doesn't make any difference. You know, I like it. I assume I have good taste. And I, I think if I like it, then other people will like it. It's not going to be a millions of people, but it'll be enough, you know? Uh, well, speaking of that, that, that that's an interesting uh, viewpoint because I was curious, you know, with the music industry's constant change over the last three decades, you know, uh, from vinyl to and cassettes to CDs to downloading and now streaming, uh are 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 you still confident in the in the in the music industry sustaining itself? Do you think, or 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 will it be up in six months? <laughs> I don't know. No idea. Ultimately, I don't really care how people listen to my music. 
That makes little difference to me. That's you not know, something um, you waste your time thinking me, about, you're saying. It's just, huh? You, you don't think about how... What, was you that? Uh, what I was saying is you don't think about necessarily the business aspect of it, like if it'll sell or whatever. You're just going to... just making music. Making the music and you're playing live and you'll let the business people deal with that. No, I mean, uh, no, I, I, I totally think about the business side of it. I just okay. mean, I don't care if people want to listen to my music streaming or if they oh, listen to it on vinyl or CD. And it makes little or no difference to me. You know, the most yeah. important thing is that they're listening to it. Right. I don't care how they listen to it. It makes no difference to me. So you watch these changes happen. And I say, well, that's great. But ultimately, the most important thing is that they're actually listening to it. Great. You know, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't. For, I don't care about anything beyond that. For a as pessimist, as, as far as like that, so no. For a pessimist, you sound Excuse pretty me? optimist. For a pessimist, you sound pretty optimistic. Well, optimistic. it's very optimistic, but you have to remember <laughs> with with pessimism, a healthy pessimism means that you you know you're going to operate like it's not going to work, and then when it works, you're, you're, you're pleasantly surprised. Yeah, you mm. savor it. You know, true. It's good. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. I don't I don't take anything for granted. Nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing. I'm always surprised when it works. Great, this worked. I wasn't wrong. Good. You know, now let's move on to the next thing. I mean, it's like with albums. By the time they come out, you've already lived with it for a long time. That's (laughs) true. You're over it. You've moved on. By the time the public actually hears it, like the Crystal Fairy stuff, I mean, I think those two songs, the first two songs we did were a year and a half ago. Mm. You know, that's how it works. You know, that's just how it works. So you get you get the record done, and by the time you mix it and all those kinds of things, and it sits there, and then you know, like uh, it was over a year ago when we did our last recording session for Crystal Fairy. So I have lived with this music for a long time. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've moved on. I did another album since then, and now we're working on two more. So you know, finishing up two more. So two more Melvin. So albums? then you go back to it. Yeah. Oh. You know, and we've even recorded a few more Crystal Fairy things. A couple of songs we have that aren't done yet, you know. We just have to get in the same room and finish them. We have the b- basic makings for them and take it from there. But, um, you know, I mean, I think the business side of it is, is really important, as is the creative side of it. It's all part of the same thing, you know, really. You know, and you just do... Um, I try to do things in a way that I would appreciate other bands doing them, and I try to not be a joiner-inner in that, if, some, if a bunch of people are already doing it this way, there must be something wrong with it. <laughs> so I have to figure out some other way. It's not going to work to me. You know, that's where the pessimism comes in. If everybody's doing this, why should I be doing it? What makes me special? You know, maybe I should think of another way of, of looking at this, another way of making this you know, happen. Well, that's another exactly what does make you special. Me. That's exactly what does make what you that? special. Yes. Yeah. You know. Is everybody else doing this? Well, I don't want to do it then. <laughs> you know, right on. Okay, not like so, that anyway. So we got one. La- I got one last question. However, that may be. All right. Yeah. If, if you'll bear with me for a non-music question. Um, okay. About about five years ago, I was uh, at a Mets game at City Field with a friend, and I was on my way to get a burger in the concourse, and I look over. And there's Buzz Osborne from the Melvins standing next to me at the Mets game. So I just I was just wondering, are you like a baseball fan? Do you try when you're on tour to go to like different ballparks, or was it just like a random thing you happened to do that one time? No, Dale and I are huge baseball fans. That's awesome. the only sport I really like. 
Awesome. Sorry, I guess. Um, I guess. I've always liked playing sports. I just okay. never liked people that played sports. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Very reasonable. Very reasonable. So next thing is, are you a Mets fan, or did you just happen to be at that game? Uh, well, I was, uh, I, I've was. i been to Yankees games there, too, but I'm a baseball fan in general, but I generally like National League Baseball better. Oh, cool. So, you know, if I was in New York, I would definitely be a Mets fan. But I would still go to Yankees games. It's all different teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, do you? Have, why would I hate? You know, why would I? Hate, I would not hate either of those teams if I lived there. Just like if I lived in the Bay Area, I wouldn't hate the A's or the Giants. You know, um, they're both right there. Yeah. I just, you know, you feel lucky that you have two teams that yeah. are playing. It's baseball every single night in the greater New York area during the season. Yeah, that's much. amazing. Some people live in Idaho. Well, that's like a blessing. Miles, yeah, a million miles from. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Do you have like exactly. a main team that you, you know? root for? I'm sorry? Do you have a main team that you root for, though? Dodgers. Okay, interesting. Definitely, because I live in L.A. Oh, okay. Dodgers. National League. I mean, it would be a National League team. My favorite team yeah. would be a National League team, regardless. You how, know? how are you feeling about the chances I can't stand this season? That. I can't stand the designated hitter. It drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Old school. Yeah, I just, it drives me crazy. It's, it's a chess game, you know, and I think that that takes a lot out of it. Do you not you like know? interleague play either? A lot of it. Or the wild card? I like it fine because it makes it to where you can see teams you haven't seen before. Okay. And what's cool about it is it makes it to where an American League team, if they're playing in the uh, National League Park, they have to play by National League rules. Yeah, that's right. Good for them. <laughs> you, know, you know? So how I mean, do you... that Greg Maddox never played on an American League team. Never. I think he wanted to bat. You know? Yeah. And Barry Zito, when he signed with the Giants from the A's, said that he went there specifically so he could bat. Interesting. You know? So there you go. And there's people talking about. I can't believe it. Talking about should get rid of the, of the uh, or put designated here in the National League. I'm just saying it's nuts. That's people who don't know anything about baseball. I'm with you. I, I don't you like. Know, the, I don't, what they I don't should like do the is DH get either. rid of the designated hitter in American League baseball. Get rid of it. Do away with it. I heard you know? a thing, a uh, suggestion that they were saying that they should play with the DH in the NL parks when they play interleague, so that the fans can see like the other way, and, and all, vice versa. And vice versa. Yeah. Hmm. Well, they don't do that in the World Series. So. Yeah. No, no, I know. I'm saying someone. I don't think that's ever going to happen. It was thrown out there. And also, like with streaming and no. ESPN and MLB Network, everybody's familiar with both styles. It's not I like guess. we don't see how the other league plays at True. this point. Mm-hmm. And no. Yeah, I don't. Play. I don't really like baseball on TV. I like to be able to see what the whole field's doing. You know, mm-hmm. drives me crazy. Reasonable. I will watch it if it's there, but like I don't have yeah. cable or anything like that. When I'm at home, if I, uh, during the season, if I'm not at a game, I just look at the stats on, online you know, or, or game day. Do you do fantasy baseball? I don't even bother streaming it. Do you do fantasy baseball? No. Oh. No, I'm, I'm not involved in any of that kind of thing. Well, if no, you ever no. want to get into a league, well, I'll just on my own. You know? Okay. That would have been great to have Buzz Osborne in our live cast league. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> We're just doing like a little fantasy advice You guys are big baseball fans. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So you, got, you, you guys are Mets fans? Yes. Yep. The two of us are. The other two co-hosts well, are not really into baseball that much. But Rob, I, Rob's I, a med Yeah, it's like my wife. She hates baseball. My no, wife's I, more than happy to just let me go. <laughs> that's fine. I'm I, like you. I don't like watching it yeah, on TV. Fine. I like watching it live. Yeah, it's a fun, I, I think it's a, a great, live. It's a great yeah. social thing because because it doesn't move so fast. You know, you could actually hang out and Have conversation. Talk. Yeah. Eat hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Plus, it's like everything that people think they don't like baseball, people... 
everything that they think is boring is exactly what I like about it. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like the pitcher is intentionally taking his time. The batter is intentionally screwing up the pitcher's rhythm. On and on and on. You know, I mean, there's, there's a million things now. I mean, with every single pitch, it's a new count. Now they have to look at it from a different perspective. Now they've got guys on base. The pitcher has, can't, has to pitch out of the stretch. I mean, it never ends. It's the game within the game. You know, but if you don't care, then then it's just boring. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But not to me. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you know, a 3-0 and o count is so much different than any other count, you know? <laughs> you know, how, how the guy pitches. He's, you know, it's, yeah. just, it's, 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 it's amazing, you know, for the hitter or whatever. I mean, I, those are all the things I like. The sabermetrics, all that stuff, I'm really into all nice. that. Do you have any predictions for Majorly. how the Dodgers will do this season? I think the Dodgers will do pretty good. They've won uh, their division four years in a row, yeah. which is pretty unprecedented. They've spent a, they spend a lot of money. I notice they haven't picked up any big-time pitchers this year. But all the guys that went, I don't know, that's a tough one. Who do you, who do you go with, you know? they got a pretty young squad. I think they're going to do pretty good this year as well. Yeah. Who knows? They didn't, they're looking for a second baseman right now. So. Tell you to watch out for I get Ian Kinsler, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Watch out for the Rockies. You know? The Rockies, I think, are going to challenge for that West. This there. year? Yep. Mm. I love that pitching staff. Still oh. so young, though. You never know. I mean, the only problem with the pitching, the pitchers in the Rockies is they get used to pitching at that high level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, so, sure. uh, uh, and, and, and a lot of it is not fair to them. I think the park's too big. You know, yeah. but uh, who knows? I think they get a little discouraged. I agree, but, but uh, these guys uh, they have now are so phenomenal. I feel but, like they you know, overcame it last they, year. Yeah. They get down to a, a, a sea level like the Dodgers, and everything's going to break a lot more than they're used to. You know, well, well, who da- knows? Well, da- the Rockies could be. I mean, the Rockies have been in the World Series, you know, since the Dodgers have. So yeah, that's yeah. true. Two thousand. Anybody guess? Anybody's guess. Baseball is such a weird game. I mean, you figure the worst team wins sixty games and the best team loses sixty. Yeah, exactly. You know, Um, you're really only talking about forty games that make a difference in the whole season. Forty games. You know, you still got (laughs) to watch all all those games. Huh? You still got to watch all of them though, because you don't know which forty it's going to (laughs) be. No, you don't. That's why I, I've always I've always been of the belief that when you look at the playoffs and there's teams that are down to the wire, you know who's going to get in. It's like that shows you how important those games in April and May really yep. are. Yep. Every game should you should approach it like it's the seventh game of the World Series. Every single game. Yeah. And, if, and the good coaches do that. Yeah, it seems know? they're figuring it out now, bringing in their best relievers earlier in the game mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They're they're learning slowly but surely. Well, there's a million ways to do it. I mean, yeah. there's uh, the pitchers used to, uh, in the 60s, pitch a lot more pitches than they do now. But there's no less guys in the DL now than there ever was. Yeah. yeah. So why? You know? In one it's very sense. Strange. It's it, a very strange game. It could also be you that know? they're just better at diagnosing these injuries now, too. I feel like medical science has, has advanced so much. Yeah. Like maybe that guy. But my point is that they're really careful with pitch counts, but there's not less guys in the DL now than they were in the 60s. That's a fair point. You know what I mean? Well, they're also throwing sort of way like harder in basketball. now. Mm-hmm. Huh? They're throwing way harder now, so that sort of mitigates any improvements in technology because you're going to get hurt more when you're throwing 101 miles an hour than when you're throwing in the low 90s. Well, you know, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's talk that if they were measuring it the same, then Nolan Ryan is actually the fastest pitcher ever. Mm. If they measured it the same way they did, they do now with him. Hmm. If they estimate his is about topped out at about 107. Oh my God! So they used to ch- they used to they used to change it before, 
And you look at guys like Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson had games where he threw two hundred over two hundred pitches. Yeah. You know, he went the distance in like a fifteen inning game. You know, it's just shit like that. So. Yeah. I mean, there's. Uh, the, you, I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's got to you know? be guys Very now strange. that are still capable of that. It's just there's always going to be like genetic freaks in every generation, but they just don't have the chance to do it now. Like Verlander could probably do that, but they just won't let him. I'm sure they could. Yeah. If you talk to any pitcher like that, unless they got something going on, if they got their stuff that day, they don't want to come out of the game. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, as Mets no fans, way. we know if, Matt if they're Harvey. Good, they're throwing as good as they'll ever throw that day. Why yeah. take them out? Yeah. Well, you because know? it could turn into Matt Harvey just and he just blows every game. Pitches. Leave him in. Uh, you know? Nobody wants to get fired. They're professionals. This is what they do for a living. True, but no, no manager you wants know? to get fired. I would, if I was get... those guys, I would, not, I would not want that coach saving my arm when I'm bearing down on these guys and killing them. You know? No way. I would want to stay in there and stomp them into the dirt. That's what I would want to do as a pitcher. Those Fair. guys are competitive. Yeah. Well... You know? While, while I, I would feel like I'm special and I want to do this. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to do this. I want to do it at a high professional level as long as I can. You know, yeah. I would say that that's the exact attitude I have towards what I do musically. Yeah, I was going to say like yeah. you're so passionate even about baseball. It's 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 great. <laughs> yeah, well, if I'm into it, I'm really into it. You know, so yeah, it's and well, baseball. It's just it's easy to do. It's easy to do that with that kind of thing. But yeah, there's a lot of similarities between those two. I think you know. Yeah. While Sid and Darren are the resident baseball Definitely. fans, uh, Noah and I are the resident pro wrestling fans, so we want to know, who do you think is winning the Royal Rumble this Sunday? You know, I don't know anything at all about pro wrestling. <laughs> yes! You, know, you should talk to about that. Is, you, should, you should talk to Adam. I told you, I only like baseball. That's it. Mm. Yeah? Fair enough. All right. You should Fair talk enough. to Adam Jones from Tool. He's the, he's the, wrestling, he's the wrestling fan, you know? I'd love to. I'd yeah, love we're to. trying to. Get him on a three-way call right now. <laughs> Conference him in. <laughs> Let's do this. Uh, Buzz, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us about yes. thank you. project. Crystal, Crystal Fairy. Fairy. Thank you, guys. Uh, the album is coming out February 24th. We'll let you go. Uh, thanks again. Fantastic right. conversation. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Right, have a good one. Yeah, thanks so much. So that was Buzz. I want to play a new track. This is actually the title track. This is Crystal Fairy by Crystal Fairy from the album Crystal, Crystal Fairy. Fairy. Rob's nickname in high school was...
And that was some Crystal Fairy. I really dig it. That's Buzzendale from the Melvins. Yeah. Can you it. dig it? I Fuck dig up. it. It's Omar. And uh, what's her name? No. Oh, come on, Tim man. Gender bender. Saga. <laughs> no, I really like it. Yeah, I did too. I thrash it. Heavy thrash. Yeah, definitely. If if Buzz would have called in for trash it or thrash it, he definitely would have gotten an anonymous. He would have gotten the free CD. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can we send him a free CD? Sure. Send him his own CD. Send him Crystal Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the name of the song, it's like Black Sabbath. They have a yeah. song, uh, Black Sabbath on album, uh, you know, same name, everything. Yep. Yeah. You don't have to remember too much stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're all getting older. It's just easier this way. I didn't mention it during the, the interview because we were having such a great time with Buzz. But you can call in and be a part of the show. Yeah. Number to dial 213-WIDE-NUT. <laughs> That's 213-943-3688. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I flew. I got in late yesterday. I was in such a shitty mood this morning. I barely got any sleep, and I was half awake. And then I saw Phil Abonte acted like a jackass <laughs> oh this weekend. God. I wasn't really on social media. I was out and about. You know, I wasn't really. Was he at Nam? Did you see him? Face he was not at Nam. He was. What is he doing? He doesn't play an instrument. I mean, he uses <laughs> microphones. There, there are vocalists. Yeah, no, he wasn't at Nam. Nobody wants him. Maybe selling some asshole. new vocoder product or something. Some new auto-tune program. <laughs> so, like, all weekend he was texting, like, uh, 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 tweeting, I should say. You know, what are these women protesting? What about, like, as if he doesn't know. You know, just trolling. And then, finally, it went too far. Okay, what did he say? He posted a photo of a woman... It went too far for Phil, I should say, that he couldn't take anymore. He had to write something. So this woman brought a sign that said, I dream women will one day have the same rights as guns. Right. And Phil, being a huge NRA nut. Ugh, shocker. Was like infinite stupidity. So did he elaborate on why that's a stupid No, no, he's just like, then this other one is when you try to figure out exactly what fucking rights women don't have in America, and it's a meme of, like, a confused woman. Anyway. I think when when people say, you know, women don't have rights, it's not like they don't have any rights. I think it's... They're misconstruing... Unequal rights. Right. I feel like it's... Women is more like a... Like a subclass in our society still, which sucks. It's not uh, like well, it's not like they can't legally go out and walk around and have a job and stuff. And also, they're being threatened with right. uh, Planned Parenthood defunding. Now, if if you're someone who's like, oh, who cares if Planned Parenthood gets defunded? It is the only place for women to get free, legitimate service yep. for for certain exams. It's not just yeah. abortion. Abortion is such a small part of it. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's an abortion factory. It's it's a clinic. There's also a lot of places where you cannot get birth control unless you go through Planned Parenthood yeah. also. So if you exactly. want if you want birth control, you have to go th- if you get rid of Planned Parenthood, a lot of people are not going to be able to get birth control. And you know what what that leads to? More unwanted pregnancies. Right. And you know who doesn't want these women with unwanted pregnancies to have abortion? These same fucks who are suppressing the money for right. Planned Parenthood. Phil it doesn't Abonte. make sense. Yeah. So, uh, Philabonte uh, then goes... So then, 
We didn't even talk about Richard Spencer getting punched in the face. Yeah. This fucking oh, Nazi. All right, we'll save that for later because that's those. The reaction so to that was so stupid. Well, we'll talk about. We'll yeah. get. Who? We'll get into oh, it. We'll okay, get we'll into get it in more detail later. But basically, this Nazi fuck got punched in the face. And, you know, people are like, yeah, you know, it's fine to punch it, which it is. Well, Nazis yeah. are. Yes. Look, yeah. I am not a violent person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not one to call. Except I, I, when you can't open your sunflower seed. I would then you never, become a violent yes, person. I would never call for violence unless I don't have my weed. <laughs> I'll give you a perfect uh, analogy for why it's okay to punch Nazis in the face. This mm-hmm. is the analogy. Um, if somebody's gay, okay. Oh, God. Uh, okay. And they don't. They're in the closet, and they don't want to tell anyone that they're gay. That's their business. It would be a really shitty thing to do to go and out them without their permission, correct? Mm-hmm. But if they are a, like, let's say a government employer or a Republican or a senator, and they're constantly anti-gay, and they're taking services away from gay people and denying gay people rights, and they're gay... That's perfectly fine to out them. It's two yeah. different situations. Agreed. You have ceded the moral high ground yeah. to stay in the closet once you start persecuting other gay people. So excellent, just- excellent analogy, Dan Moroni. <laughs> so if you're going to go around you know, promoting hatred of people and, if and you're stopping gonna- their heads into the curb, then you and should get talking about what pussies they all are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When one of them's not a pussy and decks you, mm-hmm. then they yeah, there take you your medicine. So, and now somehow, so then Labonte goes, I'm flabbergasted by the left calling for violence. Right. Why do you want sure. that? You've, you've no idea what you're asking for. We're not, we train, we practice. Who's we, by the way? I guess he's Is, admitting he's a Nazi. Yeah. Are you just saying you're so, a fucking hold Nazi? Hold on. Before, he did not directly say this in response to the Richard Spencer thing, it could be him referencing the riots that happened during okay. the inauguration day where like those gla- the glass at the Starbucks was knocked out, whatever. Yeah, two people broke a fucking window. So Therefore, it's so over-dramatized. Right. O- over <laughs> it's like there was thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people mm-hmm. protesting. Ten people fucking throw a brick through a right. wall and, and suddenly the, everybody is violent. Ten people throw a brick through a window and 83 TV cameras come and promote mm-hmm. how terrible yeah. yeah. So he goes, it would be awful. And by awful, I mean the body count. We would win and we would mourn the loss of life. Okay, so you're <laughs> you're right there. Go ahead and go start some shit. Go ahead. You have the you have the guns. Go ahead. Shoot somebody. So then this Dickhead. the editor of this website Toilet of Hell uh-huh. uh tweet tweeted in response to him, love to play pretend rambo on twitter.com. <laughs> was good and then and then so then he goes oh you're just a cute little one man killing machine yes you are Phil uh-huh. <laughs> that guy like the church then, lady so Labonte responds I wonder if you'd be nice to me if you liked all that remains music and the answer is no because no. you're still a douchebag yeah. let's like go look at Dave Mustaine we enjoy his music his music doesn't suck like all that remains does but we still hate him exactly and then he goes then he so he posts a screenshot of him of that kid mocking him and on Instagram listen to this victim okay this is what I put up with this guy just shits on me every chance he gets just because he doesn't like the songs I write Think about that. He goes out of his way to be a cunt because he doesn't like the music. It's not like we make him listen. He chooses to listen. (laughs) Then he chooses to get on the internet and shit on me. How fucking sad is that? What a fucking faggot. Oh, faggot. Okay. Which 
It's like, <laughs> wait, but then didn't he? Are we? Are you, am I like jumping ahead in the story because he started talking about how he's like divorced or doesn't? Have yes, it? you are jumping ahead oh, in the I'm story. Sorry. Okay, hold on before we get to that. Sorry, uh, so much to the story. He goes. So then someone else responds to him like, even if anyone found your music bearable, you'd still be a cuck. This is toward, <laughs> towards <laughs> Phil Labonte. And then Labonte goes. What do you mean I'm a cuck? And then Labonte goes, a cuck? That's your line? I've got two decades of being an alpha, and you're going to try that? Can I break oh into God. this? How old is he? He's 41. He's 41. So uh, up until 21, he was a cuck? He was a beta. He was a beta, okay. and then at 21, he graduated to an alpha. Is there some backstory behind this where he's discussed this? Or No, I, I don't know what this means. I don't know why he picked 20 years. <laughs> why you kill beta, Daniel? 20-year-old <laughs> beta. Let me tell you the filibonte, filibonte. <laughs> You kill it, the bear. Why you kill it, the better daddy? <laughs> Twenty-one year old cock baby. I don't care if it the fill the bounty, fill the brawny, fill the star brand that is one dollar cheaper. Fill, fill the, the sparkle. Fill the cottonelle. I wipe my Iranian ass with you. Piece of shit. You like bullshit, Hulk Hogan. You kiss. Mr. Hulk Hogan back like a cuck. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want to fight the Iron Sheik Rail gold medal chump one. The body count will be higher than your body count. Piece of shit. The bounty, she's a shit. Wow. <laughs> Making cheeky baby Papa Vane in his head. Your wife come to me, she's a chic baby. Why you not coming to the Georgia and you give me some of the loving because Phil Bundy, he is oh. too much in the cock. She don't want the cock, she want the 10-inch cock <laughs> of the Iron Sheik. <laughs> Fuck the Phil Bounty. Fuck the Le Bounty. <laughs> <sighs> Can we tweet that entire transcript at him right now? No good. <laughs> Phil Bounty, you are not like the Jim Bronzeller. <laughs> he is from the Minnesota. God bless his mother. God bless his father. You are the cock. I don't care 21 year, 41 year. You're beta. You're gamma delta. You're <laughs> omega. You're all the bullshit. Letter, but not the alpha. Fuck the bounty. I am the alpha, motherfucker. I am the alpha every day and night. You're the grasshopper dick, motherfucker. You're stupid cock bitch, motherfucker. No good. You know, Madonna have the more balls than you. Madonna... I believe she's stronger than you. You're a fucking pussy. She curse on the TV. Now the government investigate. Nobody care about you, motherfucker, to investigate. <laughs> wow, amazing. Even 73 years old, Madonna make a better music than you. <laughs> fucking all that remains. All that remains in the fucking toilet when Iron Sheik finish it. Fuck you. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
<sighs> uh, so, so when he was doing this, I was just like, oh, let me see what else. As I was uh, researching this story, <laughs> I was going through social media to see what like what other dumb shit he he wrote about this women's march thing, and then. So he says he's an alpha. I've got two decades of being an alpha, and you're going to try that. And then on his Facebook, his official Facebook page, the top status. Now, mind you, this is not his personal page where right. you can add him as a friend. Oh, this is, this a, public is a public page. page. You have you like it, right? This is. Do you his, understand the difference? His band or like his personal? His, no, his like per- personality page, okay, like Phil Labonte. You. Like mm-hmm. you can like. Right. Phil Labonte. I got you. So did you have to like Phil Labonte in order to see this post? No, this is a public it's post. It's a public post. Oh. Wow. Not all, so anybody can see it. anybody. Public, the whole world, indexed on Google. Gotcha. So this is what it says. Don't want to get too personal. Too misspelled. T-O. <laughs> Don't want to get too personal. He doesn't want to get too personal. Yet. He doesn't want to get too personal. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the way over there. I can't get too personal. Don't want to get too personal, but I miss being married. Oh. Oh, that you know terrible. that is typical. Look at me, don't look at me. Right. Status update. Also, like I'm so mad, I don't want to talk about it. Well, may- what's wrong? Maybe yeah. he'd still be married if he knew what rights women didn't have. Mm. Is that possible? And so this was what was so crazy to me was because the, the last time I even thought about Phil Labonte's wife was if you remember, oh, yeah. a year or two ago, we invited him to debate on the show because this is not anything new of Filibante dropping the faggot bomb. <laughs> I'm just like, like you're, it's his whole thing is just a word. Anyway, so when, when I was going back and forth with him about it, his wife stepped in and then she threatened to to like dox me. She threatened to expose my information and and like find out where I live because she worked uh, in the Marines for like cybersecurity or whatever. Wait, his wife that he doesn't be talk to his, his now ex wife. Yeah. Oh wow! So that was the last time I thought about her. So she and him are are both like they're both on the same libertarian level. Oh boy, uh, that must be a fun house. Libertarian, a.k.a. Republican with a leather jacket. So <laughs> at, at this point, he didn't clarify if they got divorced or if something happened to her health-wise. So I didn't want to make any jokes too bad. But for me, it was just like the dichotomy of yeah. saying you're a fucking alpha male right, right, for 20 right. years and then going on social media and crying right. about how you're divorced. Right. Faggot, 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 faggot. I miss I'm a my girlfriend, my wife. I miss her. So then I post the story and my headline is, uh, let me scroll up because I want to, uh, oh wait, no, no, no. I changed it since, but my headline initially was, uh, you'll never guess how self-proclaimed alpha Phil Labonte <laughs> feels about the women's march. But I've since changed it to here's how we just triggered self-proclaimed <laughs> alpha Phil Labonte from all the remains. And I do want to give credit. Now she's in the chat. She did remind me to lovely because the self-proclaimed because oh, they remind me in the chat. I want to give credit to lovely because lovely uh, last week lovely said about Steve Harvey when we were joking alleged comedian mm. right lo- lovely joke <laughs> self-proclaimed <laughs> comedian right uh, which which uh, that's totally where I got the idea so lovely thank you and I'm sorry go ahead well so then this is now when the story gets really fun because then Filibante says 
I can't believe they would do this, talking about metal injection. Can't believe this. Uh, make fun of me for getting a divorce? <gasps> make fun of me oh, being in oh, pain? Oh. Absolutely terrible people. <laughs> I do, I do declare. <laughs> how, how dare these faggots make fun of me for, for being divorced? <laughs> and then, so I, I could like, I was like, of all the the. Were you on an airplane doing all of this? No, this was at home. I was oh, already home, home okay, today. Sorry. So I, when he wrote that, suddenly the adrenaline is pumping. I am awake now. I've I've taken. <laughs> Four shots of espresso, like yeah. all, all the drainage, all the draining tiredness that I had is, was gone, and I'm like, so I, I respond, you know, how am I, how is posting a screenshot of a public post you wrote <laughs> making fun of you? You yeah. actually put his words out there, Rob. That's very unkind. Yeah. How? And then he responded, "You're mocking me. Don't act like you're not." I think that's how he said it. And that's what, I don't. Oh, go ahead, sorry. I'll let you. So yeah, let me just go through it, and then we can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then I respond. Damn! Didn't realize somebody who's been an alpha for twenty years could be so sensitive. It's almost like people's words have consequences. <laughs> nice. And then uh, he goes, "Mock me and my songwriting. That's totally cool. Making fun of my divorce is a totally shit." Play. I feel like it's not either or, is it? We can multitask. Also, yeah. at this point, like, who doesn't mock his songwriting? That's like too yeah. obvious. You gotta get him go the next level deeper. I yeah. guess he's saying, you know, this is a music site. We should stick to the music uh-huh. or whatever. Or well, you should be above. Here's a, what I took out of it: was you should be above personal attacks. Mm-hmm. You should, if you're gonna mock something, mock the creative yes. output. And I'm I, like, huh? I wonder if if Phil Labonte has ever mocked anyone and. Two weeks ago, yeah. he posted this meme, uh, Potato or Amy Schumer. Oh, and it's uh, photos of potatoes and Amy Schumer. To be fair, Darren created that JPEG. Oh. So, well, implying, I wouldn't do that. Now, <laughs> I don't like so, her, but I wouldn't do that. So yeah. the, all, the joke here is Amy Schumer is ugly and she looks yeah. like a potato. That's not funny. Like I yeah. feel like if you want to attack Amy Schumer, there's, you can do it a little Attack more. her for her comedy right. as opposed to her personal right. life. Right? Or even, even, <laughs> if, the way she looks. E- even if you wanted even if you wanted to go in the lowbrow uh, way of making fun of her appearance, that's just not funny. It's not yeah, a funny that's joke. absolutely not funny. It's no sense of humor. So, so then I responded. I guess you were mocking Amy Schumer for her comedy here. <laughs> nice, Rob. And then, and then I go, "How you feel now? Try to imagine that's the way a gay kid feels anytime you say faggot. Right? Words a, have consequences. One of the random gay people that likes your music out of nine billion. If, yeah, people if some, <laughs> if some, <laughs> like you, like somebody who. A I mean, kid who say, just who doesn't yeah. really follow the internet just listens to music. Or and if someone was at his show right. because they want to see another band and they have to like sit through the insufferable, all that right. remains. Then mm-hmm. and, and he hears that, yeah. or, she, or she hears that. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous, of course. And so that that was it. That was basically it. But that's he, my thing. Is like there was one thing you didn't read. There was some comment where he's like, "You're going to compare words to making fun of my wife." And oh like, yeah. What? What did you use to make fun of his yeah. wife? Not words, but he not even Rob, <laughs> Rob didn't even use his own words. He used Phil Labonte's words. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just like it, I feel like now we're gonna have to hear another two weeks of like a white 
Christian straight dude explaining why it's okay to say faggot. Well, he goes, just tired he goes, of that. Faggot okay. has nothing to do with homosexuality. Oh, I'm, thanks. I'm pro-gay slash anti-faggot. Right. right. He's is, explaining it to us. Which is like, thank you for you deciding that. But yeah. guess what? It's <laughs> That's not, right. not how it's not your place to decide. Not reality. Notice how they never do that argument with the N-word. Like, I feel like it just wouldn't. He wouldn't have oh, that. Of course same. not. Ugh. But the bottom line here is when you pride yourself on being this politically outspoken, outlaw, rebellious, politically incorrect guy who says whatever the fuck he wants, when people say whatever the fuck they want back to you, oh, you can't get upset about it, yeah. no matter what it is, because that's your whole thing, so you should be okay with other people doing the same thing to you. Well, he is a whiny titty, baby. Yeah, that's exactly that, what it is. It, what's good for me is not good for yeah. you. You can't do this shit to me. I am the only one who's allowed to call people names and yeah stuff, so. i am an alpha but please don't bring up my personal maybe, do you think maybe his wife will want to come on the show now that she's not his wife ah, anymore she she's a- she's gone she hasn't updated her social that's kind of why i was like oh maybe it is oh. a health thing maybe she saw a stealth cyber marine oh, perhaps hiding a <laughs> if, uh, if, rob if you know anybody who works for a metal news website you should check in maybe they know what happened to his wife or maybe <laughs> she, right, I'll, she I'll lives in your neighborhood and she's the one that wrote trump on the garage oh, oh, maybe could be we have some Spine callers line. could one of these people be phil abante phil if you're listening 213 why not that's the number 213-943-3688-989 area code 989 you're on the live cast it's you 989 you there if your area code is 989, we're talking to you. All right. Next. Back on hold. 847. Yeah, this is Phil Lamonte. Mm-hmm. Hey. How's it going, Phil? What's up? It's good. <laughs> okay, what's going on, Leroy? <laughs> Glad you had something to <laughs> Nice try, <prepared>. nice try. <laughs> uh, not much. Is that guy from the Melvin still here? No. Oh. Yeah. Yes. We can get it back on the line, though. <laughs> Hold on. Well, we're calling him right now. Hello, this is Buzz. How are you? What can I do for you? Uh, anyways, yeah, I really don't have anything to contribute. I just oh. really upset it, Sid. Why? But that's nothing unusual. What did I do now? Um, because because of your th- your thrash and trash to that one blues song, which was fantastic. Probably the best song you guys played, but and you guys shat like all it. over that one guy's thing. Sid did the most shitting. It's true. And then, as usual, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do but, so uh, much. But Rob, I'm glad you liked Sturgill on SNL. That was an awesome performance. Both songs. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I genuinely, uh, I genuinely didn't mind it. I should say. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I pooped so much. Yeah. Did you see the second one when they, when they like dumped yes. the piano on the ground and then he smashed his Telecaster? Oh, they boy. should have done that before he started the song. <laughs> it would have been better for me. Oh, then it would have been a cappella, though. Yeah, I guess, still. The, the, <laughs> take, the more elements you take away, it could only get better. Fair. But there's more of him that way. <laughs> it's quite a conundrum. What if he ran into Sturgill Simpson at a Mets game? What would you do? I would not recognize him. <laughs> he would just look like any random white dude that was at the Mets game. True. From Williamsburg. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Leroy. Well, thank you for your call, Leroy. What? Uh, what? Oh, I had, okay. Go on. No, what? go on. Why? 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 He wants us to beg him. Oh, no. I, uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm going to hang up, but I did ask. Uh, 
I had a dream about you guys, and I know there's like a line of thing where people have dreams about you for some reason. Let's hear I, about for it. some reason, did, and it was really lame and boring. There's nothing cool about it. Well, let us. Um, I have a degree we just dr- in dream interpretation. So why don't you? <laughs> it's actually a, a certificate. Yeah. A certificate. So please. Well, we were just driving around my parents' house, and it was the winter, and I only think it was really Rob and Noah. I'm not sure if Sid and Darren were there. I can't really remember. And we just went to my parents' house and sat in my brother's room and ate Mediterranean food, and that's uh, all I remember. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. As long as there's cool. weed. Yeah. Obviously. Did you make uh, out with Rob or Noah that, in the dream? But... Was there any kissing? And, or, and, or all of us being it, like or... a three-way kiss? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think Rob was eating his boogers. I remember that. Ah, um, booger boy! Yeah, you made that part up. Come on. Come on. I guess you made Come it up on. either way. It's your dream. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in your sleep. All right, Leroy's you gone. That's booger. too far. <laughs> All right. Five, six, two. I guess this is a. Yeah, Leroy. Words hurt. Words have consequences. Yeah. Faggot. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, I did what I did what yeah you're right you're equating actual personal attacks with a word that, that's what he said that was his response what Hello? oh hey Deuterino you're, you're still on but I just want to yeah. just want to make this point hold on uh, <laughs> you're equating actual personal attacks with a word as if faggot was never used in a personal no. attack like no, in not, the history of the world not by Phil Bounty moron not by Phil Bounty he means it in an altruistic way <laughs> all right uh, Deuterino what's up what were you gonna say all right, this might be me being the live cast ombudsman again. <laughs> but you guys were just saying if you are being a politically outward person, you can't get uh, overly hyped up if someone criticizes you back. Why didn't you want to talk about that one Mexican Republican guy that made fun of you and you didn't want to promote his name? Isn't that kind of the same situation? No, really? totally not. And I'll tell you why. How? We're not like offended and mad. We just yeah. don't think he's worth our we time. Don't we don't want to give him hits. Yeah, I don't want yeah, to give yeah. him publicity. I, I, I'm not offended at all. I think it's hilarious. That in fact, there's some things I really want to talk about about this guy, and, and Rob says we probably shouldn't. But we could bring him on and like destroy him and pick him apart. Here's I mean, no, thing. I definitely don't want to. Bring and him this on. might sound What's like elitist or whatever, but I'm fine with that. I was as I was saying to Rob earlier today, that dude's website's Twitter account has literally Rob Metal Injections Twitter has literally a thousand times more followers than this guy's. Not a thousand more followers, a thousand times right. more. And, and uh, get that- your stats up a little. Little bit, you'll be on our radar. Followers, if he showed how stupid he was. Well, listen, yeah. no, but see, the other the other side of it too is that we're exposing him to the audience and and is possibly giving yeah. him more followers. We're okay and, doing that for Ken Pierce, but not for this. Yeah, guy. like fuck. <laughs> but we guy. don't have Ken Pierce on the show either. We talk about him by name. Uh, and yeah. also, I am literally, I am truthfully flattered. Yeah, flattered to know. To no end that somebody was so offended that I'm calling all of these assholes out. Right. This fuck he calls me an anti-Christian bigot. You damn right. <laughs> you damn right. Well, too, he had something too. to say about Philip. The Shrek of Metal is an anti-Christian bigot. New headline. Yeah. <laughs> the Chacham of Metal. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. So there's not. It's not. Off- I'm not offended. I'm not bothered. It's. It's literally I don't want to acknowledge a peon. He's nothing. He's no like why? Why should I give him a signal boost? He's a fart in a mayonnaise. Yeah, his website gets fewer views than the shitty comments on metal injection, (laughs) and we don't go itemized one by one on those either. Yeah, Yeah. that's all it is. It's not 
anything offend like I'm offend I'm not I I we share them all amongst ourselves yeah. and laugh about it all the time. That's all we need to do. But That's see now I deserves. feel but now I feel well, like maybe our, we want to laugh too. Our, <laughs> now I feel like our listeners are like, well, what's the website? And yeah. see, no, now, now they're gonna they want to you know go something? and give this guy traffic, and he's gonna no. have an inflated ego. Who would ego. care? Honestly, he's not. He's gonna lose traffic if you guys pick him apart. <laughs> he get he you has can't, no traffic. Yeah, to lose. you can't go down from zero. Yeah, El Zirino, <laughs> If it makes you feel any better, I have no fucking clue who this guy is and what the story yeah. is about this. And you're not missing much. <laughs> you're missing laughs. Yeah, I'll, so, send, yeah. I'll send you the links. Okay. I wouldn't be invited to the chat, please. <laughs> mm. And if I had one more point, it's only because I kind of heard it halfway. Darren was in the middle of a discussion mm-hmm. or explaining something. What was your reason, again, for why it's okay to punch somebody? It's not okay to punch a random person on the street. It's okay to person someone who advocates and carries out violence against other people. They, right. they they have ceded well, the moral high ground making... not to be punched. Sorry. It's okay. Well, yes, but don't you think he could have just said something really embarrassing to Richard Spencer and make him look like a complete idiot? Punching someone just kind of seems like the physical version of saying faggot. It's not being creative enough. No, you can destroy no, him with an argument. True. But it's so satisfying. Calling yeah, someone I, a, f- a it, faggot is preemptively being a shithead. This is a response to someone else being a violent shithead. And also... It makes people uncomfortable to be Nazis in a public uh, discourse. Yeah, look, look, Duterino, I want to read you this quote that that asshole said. And I want to claim, obviously, we condemn this. Oh, Fair. This, is, this is Richard Spencer. Me too. I understand that. But hold on, hold on. Let me just read what, okay, let me, let me just read what he said. For too long now, when we consider questions of race, especially questions concerning the black race, we've been framing things in completely the wrong way. Instead of asking how we can make reparations for slavery, colonialism, and apartheid, or how we can equalize academic scores and incomes, we should instead be asking questions like, does human civilization actually need the black race? Is black genocide right? And if it is, what would be the best and easiest way to dispose of them? With starting points like this... Wisdom is sure to flourish. Enlightenment to dawn. Now, how do you talk a person wow. like that down? They're f- and this isn't a 21-year-old kid, misguided kid. He's a 40-year-old adult or like 37-year-old. Maybe the guy Fuck this motherfucker him. for having this viewpoint. The I only know. way the only way to deal with people who think it's okay to say bullshit like this is to punch them in the face when they say it. To knock some sense into them. So maybe the guy who no, pushed him just had that intention. The, I'm not trying to defend... Sorry. No, I know you're not trying yeah, to yeah. defend his viewpoint. Uh, we're not arguing that point at all. But go ahead. There, there is a great interview from like 20 years ago where Christopher Hitchens brings on a guy that's no different than Richard Spencer, and then just completely rips this guy in okay. half and just shows how ignorantly stupid he is. But that's and fine he too. Yeah. Became irrelevant. No one knew about him anymore. Wouldn't that be so much better than sinking to their level and actually no, no? Them? Because look, even if you make this person look like a fool, it's not like he's going to stop talking. Now this incident has now put him into hiding because now he's afraid when right. he goes out in public, people are going to punch him in the face. You understand what you're saying is correct in general as a general yes, rule of yes, thumb. Yes, yes, yes. I totally this is agree. A with very you. extreme case. This is somebody who has cross the line that makes their appearance in public subject to uh, 
to this kind of thing happening to them, and that's a good thing. This is not something like that we advocate everyone should go out and punch people who disagree with them. It, that doesn't work like that. It, this is a guy who ceded the moral high ground to feel safe in public. Sometimes you got to fight these fucks on their level. It's it's and he, and the thing is that yeah, Richard Spencer would have. Like if you really fine line. Yeah, I but mean, I think you're okay, Richard Spencer's on the right time. What are you going to do next time? I'm good with whatever. I'm not going to do it, but I'm good with whatever. If anyone scare deserves these to... motherfuckers back into their holes. Yes, exactly. Right. That's that's the only way to deal with racism on this level. That is the only way to to let them let it be known that this is not okay. This is not acceptable in, in any sense. Now I know this sounds uh, like censorship. But it is not censorship. Yeah, he can say whatever the fuck he wants. But he should just know when he says dumb shit like that, there is consequences. Words have consequences. Freedom of speech, not freedom from consequences. I understand words have confidence. I just feel like if you just make a concession at a punch, who knows what else you're going to go to. Well, I'm certainly not going to go around. Not trying to be. Yeah, I don't. I'm not not going to like. I'm not going to go around. Hard time. I'm just. No, you're welcome to give us a hard time. No, 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 we appreciate it. Like like, your words and that someone else's nose. We value your input. We're not uh, shitting on you for. We're 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 just debating and we're we're very passionate topic. The last time Nazis thought that it was cool to just have like rallies in the streets and be open about it, Mm -hmm. it took a world war to shut them the fuck up. Right. So that involved more than punches. Mm -hmm. Get nip it in the bud. Yeah. If all it takes this time is punches, then that's better. I will say one thing I disagreed with. It wasn't a very good punch. I thought it was like a glancing <laughs> blow. No, I hit him in the side of the head. I was a little disappointed. I, I wish it was like a real knockout punch. Like I, I wanted. Well, to he see... came at him from the side, not straight yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. I know it was under duress. It, it wasn't. Still, it's it was not an easy thing. Awesome. It was the 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 the, the principle was better than the yeah. execution. But sorry, uh, Duterino, we got disconnected. We're trying to connect back. Don't censor Duterino, Rob. Why'd you hang up on? <laughs> Uh, I, and, oh, you know, like after that inauguration, I, I was so glad to be, to be a NAM to not really be able to watch the inauguration. We were texting Darren and I. Oh, yeah. And me and Darren were G-chatting. It was great. And uh, I was just like, I, I'm so glad I'm now. I would be so angry. This would be so terrible. It was a little weird, though, the next day when the marches were happening. Yeah. Everyone is out protesting. And when, <laughs> I'm looking at guitars, you know, like, yeah. it's like my entire feed on social media as people are protesting. I was so proud of all of my friends for going out. And, and I was like, oh, man, I, I would have totally been a part of this. But here I am looking at guitars. Mm-hmm. You're laughing at David Vincent on a laptop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the real Sid, pressing Sid, issues. Sid, you, you left the I couldn't yeah. believe this I when I saw say. it. You left the house yeah. to march. To go to, to Midtown w- Manhattan on a weekend walk. day. Yeah. To, the only purpose would be to walk. This yeah. is, I've never seen Sid. It was, a very, it was barely walking. It was when, like mostly standing with a couple of steps. When I lived with Sid, he wouldn't want to walk a block to go to 7-Eleven to get us munchies. <laughs> you, you <laughs> well, why do we both need to go? You just go, I'll tell you what I want. It's not we both need to go. We should, <laughs> we should have alternated. You're taller. It takes you less steps. <laughs> so Protest. I should go every time? Yes, Protest. You can't go one time? Back to the protest <laughs> not what you who went to get munchies seven years ago Taquitos. i'm still not over it <laughs> no, no no so so what, how, what was, was the great. what was the it vibe was, of the protest it was very peaceful the signs were fantastic and hilarious i saw like maybe five cops total the whole mm-hmm. time and they were just like chilling 
There was no, I like, I was, we like, when we got there, like the rules, you're supposed to write down the phone number of a lawyer in case you get arrested. So you know what to call. It's the whole thing. We all like wrote in Sharpie on our forearms, the phone numbers. There was no, like literally no drama at all. It was great. You're in New York. I mean, what, 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 like, you never know. Ship pops off just like the day before when there's. All it takes is a couple people throwing a brick through a window. They were beating the fuck out of people at the Iraq War protests in 2003. Yeah. I know that. And that was in New York in Times yeah. Square. I really, I have to say this. I watched some of that protest and I thought in my head, knowing you were there, mm-hmm. these are some of the type of people who would annoy the fuck out of you. The only thing, I wasn't really annoyed by anybody. One of the people in our group, we went, it was me and my my wife and Barry and his new girlfriend, Bushwick uh, Barry and his new girlfriend uh. and a few of her friends. And they were all fine, except one of them had a sign with a typo on it. And the whole time I'm like see, quietly seething. I'm like, when is she going to realize and fix it? What was it? It was something about um, no means no unless you have my enthusiastic consent, except she left the H out of enthusiastic. Enthusiastic? Yeah. Oh. And I just saw it, and then I couldn't unsee it. So for like the next two hours, <laughs> just every time she put it up, I'm like, when is she? I just figured like the next day she'd look at like the selfie she took with yeah. the sign and see it and feel like such a jackass. She made uh. national headlines. She was in the pictures. Was she? No. What was, was the, what was the, what was your favorite sign? Said the, I my favorite sign was I'd call him a cunt, but he lacks the depth and warmth. Oh, that's a good one. Which was just so good. But then yeah, I saw it... like a few friends texted me photos. Like, I guess multiple people had oh, that yeah, I sign. That. Oh, I see. There's a lot but... of good signs and a lot of good. I, I feel like the overall protest was great. Yeah. I think the I, what I was cringing about is some of the people that went on stage and like did speeches. I didn't, so, yeah, I didn't see any of that yeah. stuff. But this was from all the cities. Yeah, uh, I love it. What was the Ka- Kaya reference? Oh, my neck, my <laughs> back, my pussy will grab back. <laughs> Excellent. There were a bunch of people with that, that should sign, That should have been too. your sign, Sid. Well, I don't have a pussy. Well, Did yeah. you have a sign, though? No. I was good. I, I wanted, if I I didn't think to, like, bring the stuff, because I figured my arms would get tired. It's like, it's, <laughs> enough, it's enough that my legs are tired. I don't need to fuck up my arms, too. But it would have said Nazi Trump's fuck off, which I guess <laughs> is actually a T-shirt that Alternative Tentacles, the Dead, the Dead Kennedys record label, sells. Uh-huh. And apparently, Jello Biafra, lead singer of Dead Kennedys, did an interview where he said, the sales of that T-shirt are keeping the record label afloat. Wow. Which is crazy and awesome. I uh yeah. my, that been my highlight of watching this coverage of this was all right they had Michael Moore on stage where which which march was he at the DC uh, one I think he was at the New York one I don't know okay. I don't know I really don't know which one he was at but he he's he actually was giving this great great speech about like okay we're all aggravated and all this stuff but what can we do yeah like politically mm-hmm. and he goes i have five points politically what we can do one if you want to change government sign up and go into government you know yeah. and two and he's in the middle of two and it's like oh oh uh, oh ashley judd is here okay you uh, and she just like doesn't acknowledge him at all and she walks on the stage so he stops his he list stops and she starts reading like deaf wow. poetry jam oh she goes, boy i have a poem here that a 19 year old woman wrote and it's about like you know which look i'm on your side but this was a little bit 
like, play it into the stereotype a little bit too much. Yeah, like I want to hear what Michael Moore was saying. Like I feel Let like that's valuable. Then... I, I mean, he's a man at a woman's rally. I understand. Seems like a little, but I mean, he was. If a woman was saying the exact same thing, you know, it'd be it, yeah. It's like I feel like there was helpful information, and then she launches into this poem. It's also sort of like that thing when like one comic is performing, and then like Jerry Seinfeld shows up and just cuts his set <laughs> yes. off so he could do his. It was exactly like, like that. Let this guy finish his bit, and then you can do your bit. It's fine. But here's what makes it worse. They she she kicks off Michael Moore. Yeah. She launches into this thing and then she's like two thirds into this poem and Wolf Blitzer comes on and is like, We have a uh, breaking news now. Uh it appears that Scarlett Johansson is speaking oh, at the other Fakhta rally. They cut away now to Scarlett Johansson and then she starts talking about some shit. Oh, yeah. well, and they just kept like going to off. wherever the more sensational Aye. thing was. Just celebrity chasing. It's like you are not getting the fuck point this is why trump is the president in the first place <sighs> it's all this vapid fucking shit distracting from really like I- actual issues and yet you cut off the guy that was talking about issues to go talk to yeah. to scarlett johansson well, like, CNN. Uh, yeah but it's yeah. everywhere yeah man. but just the fact that so many people showed up is awesome <laughs> yeah i agree i thought it was so cool that more People shut up for that. Oh, no, I, 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 I want to be clear. I'm not yeah. knocking the protest. I think the pro the, the fact that just whatever they were saying, the fact that that many people got together right. in one place is fantastic. And I, I love protesting in general. I actually even like breaking shit. Like, you want to throw a fucking brick through a Starbucks? If you get away with it, go fucking do it. Because this is like civil unrest. This is how you fucking change things. Like, I don't care. I I am totally lean anarchist when it comes to that kind of thing. Because there's such a thing as righteous anger. You know what I mean? But what does Starbucks have to do with it? No, no, not that. Just that. I, it's got to be. That's the just what has happened to be aimed to at a, an yeah, actual I, target. I thought that I really thought that that. And I, I think those people weren't even. There to right. protest. They were just anar- quote unquote anarchists. There, I to agree. That's start fine. Shit. But I don't. What I'm saying. All right. Let, maybe I should rephrase that and walk that back. I don't think people should pick up bricks and find a Starbucks and all that. I just don't care. I don't care if a window breaks during this. Oh thing. yeah, sure. It doesn't invalidate this to me. Yeah. And if you want to go break shit, I don't. I really don't. I'd prefer it to be more focused on yeah. what you need to be breaking. But I really don't care. Like they try to paint this as this is some kind of black stain on. You know this whole protest and look, but look. the people that are against it are going to be against it regardless if there's violence or not. Yes, but I've seen also like a lot of faux liberals saying like, "Oh, why can't we just like just like why do we have to punch Nazis?" Uh, yeah, there was a lot more like fucking liberals saying that than Republicans. I was like fucking shocked. Like Sarah Silverman was one that was, oh, like, she walk- she she reigned back. She on wa- it, I didn't see you she told me that. I didn't see her walk it back. I just saw her like about the Nazi punching. Yeah, or the, the Nazi pu- why that, are oh, punching you know, Nazis? It, well, well, the argument is essentially like if you start violence, it's just going to create more violence. Like they're going to come back and 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 it'll violence begets violence. violence. No, <laughs> because they're all pussies who talk right. a big game because yep. they assume liberals are too much pussies to ever fight back. And if you show that you will fight back, then they'll be scared because they're pussies. Well, that's clearly the other uh, argument. Yeah. Sure. That's all. Well, that but was I was, I was, I loved it. I loved all the remixes. Yes, the oh, curb your enthusiasm the, one was the best. The memeing of oh, someone did that. Yeah, I mean, the, of the morning that I the, that the clip first showed up, I'm like, all right, there, this has to already have happened. And I googled Richard Spencer punch curb, and it was there's already a, yeah, where he gets punched in the, <laughs> the curb music. It's, it's so perfect. Uh, uh, 
delightful that fucking uh, asshole uh, did you see and also what a piece of shit like yeah. what a total piece of shit i saw online i guess i don't know if it was 4chan or what somebody like posted a thing where they researched who the guy was by like his eyes showed through the mask or something okay. and they found a picture of him like getting shit on as like a human toilet on the uh, by a dominatrix or something interesting and, like, this guy is literally a human toilet but it wasn't true like somebody oh. did it to smear him it's just funny that that like immediately they go, yeah, oh this guy <laughs> meanwhile that was probably a picture of sean gresson's oh well wasn't he a human toilet don't we have a drop of him saying oh, something like that uh, he's proud of me was it sean that punched richard spencer <laughs> could it be he wishes there, what's interesting is i was a human urinal there you go so, like <laughs> i notice now that the far right whenever there's something like this they will create these gaslighting memes to you know like decredit discredit discredit uh, the story, like, for example, when there was that side by side comparison of Obama's inauguration and Trump's inauguration right. from the same exact camera angle, mm -hmm. it was very clear to anybody right. with even a slightly distorted vision that there were far, far more people at the Obama inauguration. Right. And by the way, they, they Trump made that worse than it was with his typical Trump hyper tweeting about everything yeah. because who can't like it's does that make always... him a bad president like he is a bad president yeah. but does the size of no, the crowd yeah, make no. him a but bad... for him that's all it is ratings and numbers right. are the only thing so well the weird thing to me was that they started uh, saying like oh these are distorted photos and it's like this is the exact same angle where's the just like where's the perspective distortion right. what i heard later in the day is not that the photo was distorted but that they took the photo of Trump's thing when they were like like uh, filtering in still, and that's bullshit I, because uh, yeah, it was, I agree. the The whole point was it was photos at the exact same time. Right. The inauguration is at twelve, so the photos were at eleven forty five for both of them. And so, then they said, "Oh, there's the part they they covered part of the grounds because it was going to rain and they didn't let any people there." Bullshit. It, it's all bullshit. Yep. It's all bullshit. This is what Trump does. It's like he's already. Doing things to like curtail like the amount of like keep keep a cap on the amount of information that gets out and stuff like that's yeah. that's what's really worrying to me is like that's even though our media doesn't do shit already just, they could have stopped Trump and didn't but like they're gonna be not existent basically whatever little good they do it's not gonna be able to go anywhere like Trump's gonna have a final clampdown on everything and that's what worries me. Yep. Well, anyway. I have a story to tell, not related to Trump. Oh. Uh, you want to stay on the Trump? Uh, is there anything else we didn't Oh, no, on? I was going to no, just try to please. wrap up. Oh, I just, just very quick. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife wrote to me and said, uh, on the train with a homeless man jerking it oh. right now. Ooh. Then she says, then a little time went by, and then she goes, update. It was just me and another woman in the car. He kept staring at me, and that's when I noticed what he was doing. We're pulling into Brighton slowly, of fucking course. So I moved to the other end, closer to the Russian woman sitting there, and I was standing so I could still see his reflection, and I saw that he finished uh, right there and somehow had a paper towel to clean it all up. I'm traumatized. Uh, oh, God. Uh, Did she take a picture? No, I don't Because you got to, so. and then you send it to Gothamist, yeah, and they'll, you shame the cops them. get involved. I think she'd be afraid that they got like a guy would see it as an advance or something. I don't know. She's, uh, she's if not, you're brazen enough to whack off on the subway, you probably don't care who's taking a picture. <laughs> now this is abandoned. Uh, this hope. is a great thing. We put this is for oh. all of you, any Republicans that we still have out there listening to the show, or mm -hmm. or inconsiderate fucks. Right. This is what 
would feminists say when they mean male privilege? Uh-huh. When when have we, any of us had to deal with a guy jerking off in their presence on a fucking train? <laughs> it's true. Well, um, so you think I've, if there was a single other guy on the train that he wouldn't have jerked off? I've seen a guy like this. Uh, I'm saying, though, that he wouldn't be looking at you dead in the eye. I know what you're yeah. getting at. I agree with you. Like, I the just... chances of it happening to a woman are much I don't greater. know that, uh, that that would make a difference to me, like, what he was looking at. If he was well, jerking off in front of me either way, it's Can horrible. I just say that I feel like, I, f- I do feel like there is some privilege in the sense that a woman might actually be terrified that this guy yeah. would stop jerking it and jump on them. Yeah. You know? Whereas yeah. I wouldn't be terrified. Right, exactly. That. That's good. That's kind of what because it is. you know could. That guys can't really function when they have a boner and they're already like jerking it off, right? They're like paralyzed. Dave Chappelle has that whole bit about a homeless guy on the bus jerking off and shooting somebody in the head. I don't know this. It's one. from his uh, most recent. I mean, it was probably ten years ago. Stand-up right. special where he does this whole thing about how like the guy shot like shot off a warning shot of sperm and it, oh, yeah, yeah. it was like the Matrix <laughs> bullet coming out of him. And and then some other guy got hit in the forehead, and that must have really ruined his day. It's a whole. It's hilarious. But yeah, so Dave Chappelle's witnessed something like that. All right. Well, this is our show. We're gonna be. We're gonna have a special episode next week. It's gonna be very special. We don't want to give too it's much be away. A snowflake of an episode. <laughs> and I want to remind everyone, please like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. We're on Twitter, twitter.com slash MILivecast. We also have many fine uh, T-shirts and cell phone cases. Yes, we have a ton of designs. Go to metalinjection.net slash livecast. That's not part of the Earl, by the way. Metalinjection.net slash livecast. And you can just uh, hit the merch button and you see all of our designs. You can get them on shirts, hoodies, cups, phone cases, a lot of cool things you can get with the designs. And uh, if you happen to listen to us on iTunes, uh, please give us a rating. Give us a five star. We'd really appreciate it. Get some Blue Apron. Oh, that's right. Get oh, blue. If, you, if you need some meals to cook, blueapron.com slash livecast. We got, you get three free meals and free shipping. It is a phenomenal deal. Yeah, it really is. Also, let's not forget Buzz Osborne and Crystal Fairy. That's right. Definitely check them out. February 24th, self-titled album. Great interview. Great interview. Look for them at your local ballpark. Yeah. And buy them a hot dog if you see them. Yeah. And say it's on behalf of the live cast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, that's that's our program. Are you sure? Maybe. All right. Good. I was thinking we can uh, play a parody going out. Mm. Cool. Let's hear it. Uh, All right. Here it is. We'll see you next week, everybody.
Christmas tree, so shopping at the 